0: This episode of Bonfireside Chat is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV, specifically Randy. Thank you, Randy. Um, Also, by the charity event we're doing the weekend of July 28th to raise money for Jala Prendez, one of the hosts of the Levels, uh, or the Level. And she's hosting on other Levels other than the main one. She should probably let us know. Um, But just the uh, the Level podcast uh, to raise money for her medical care. Check out our website. Go to DuckFeed.TV to check that out. And please tune in and donate uh, if you can.
1: Thanks. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And
0: I'm Randy Walker. And this is Bonfireside Chat After Dark. (laughs) <laughs> and, a uh, an after dark favorite
1: yeah um uh yeah and this time we are uh kind of reading your responses to dark souls 2 on the whole and then doing a whole gaggle of uh kind of random questions and some just fun uh these are a good time and these uh, questions are uh, or, or i guess responses are provided by uh our patreon backers so thank you everybody who has given in the past
0: yeah no thank you very much and and thanks uh thanks randy for sticking around yes no problem this is great yeah this is gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna, yeah. um, <laughs> gonna be fun um it's gonna be fun um yeah so we're gonna yeah it's gonna be fun um yeah and go go back to the last episode if you haven't listened to it um it is uh it's uh it's it's, it's a good it's a good time i think it was exhaustive um <laughs> an exhaustive kind of rundown of uh of dark souls 2 yes in the best way. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll go ahead and get us started here. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and get us started here with uh, Zane. Uh, Zane Rothford, who says, <clears throat> Dark Souls 2 remains my favorite game in the series. No individual part is the best, looking at lore, characters, gameplay, etc. But I think it scores high on almost all of those. Perhaps the best part is the ability to control your experience. A variety of builds are effective. You can fine-tune the difficulty to an amazing degree. And best of all, All of the worst encounters are optional ones. Plus, there's just more game. Souls is a series which sinks its claws in early and keeps players coming back. And as epic as the lore of Dark Souls 1 was the first couple times I played, that aspect of the game fades, leaving behind a level of clunkiness that I found hard to get back into. Dark Souls 2 has the best replayability because of its versatility, and in a series where the best moments are the ones uh, you make yourself, Dark Souls 2 gave me the most by far. Thanks for being thorough and entertaining companions. Umbasa. Yes, My only
1: complaint: there's no patches. They gave patches the Manus treatment. They took them and it broke them up into two characters. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird.
2: Cr- cratches, Cr- Creighton patches. <laughs> yep, cratches. Cratches, yes.
1: Yeah, Bob Cratches. <laughs> yeah, um, I I agree with what you said, Zane. Like yeah. it, it, you know, doesn't max out the score in any of those individual components, aside from like, uh, you know, versatility or variety. But, uh, but yeah, it adds up to a good deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there's something in there that I want to, um, specifically, uh, respond to, um, is, uh, when you talk about how the lore aspects kind of fade, that reminds me, um, similar to like when I was talking about Bloodborne last episode, like when you no longer have those narrative things kind of carrying you forward. And the second half of Bloodborne kind of fades for me. And then that's when the, the mechanical like kind of ugliness rears its head. In just in my, you know, from my perspective, it reminds me of that, you know, so there's a little bit of that in Dark Souls one as well, where like, if you no longer have that compelling reason to move forward story wise, contextualize the play, you're just left with the play and it stands really bare. And one of the things about Dark Souls two is that just gets better. Um, as you get through, um, you know, the bosses, even the end game bosses, it's not like this huge difficulty spike. Uh, like it is in Bloodborne, and your player, uh your character avatar is at max. You know, you've had plenty of time to max out adaptability, find weapons you like get into a final build that's really like fully upgrade your stuff. Like your avatar strength is really high. Mm-hmm. So by the time um you know if that uh, narrative reason stops kind of drawing you forward, um, which is arguable whether it does or not, um the play is like it's like peak play. You know, so maybe the opening of of Dark Souls 2 is not as strong when you're dealing with a low amount of Estus. And low adaptability, but it gets stronger as you go.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, there's a definite curve. Yeah, and, and it, but it's, it's not a uh, exponential. It's logarithmic. Right. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. Uh, yeah. a- Andrew McNeil writes, Hi guys. And then here in italics says, highest of high praise, which you will only edit out anyway, Cole. No, I wouldn't. We're doing these different. <laughs> I'm leaving the praise in. So thank you. Um, so Andrew uh, continues. I had a weird trajectory with the Souls games over the years. I bought Demon's Souls, Dark Souls 1, and Dark Souls 2 all within about a week of release and didn't immediately beat any of them. Um, I'd like to blame my university workload over this period for this. Uh, but the fact is, I just don't think I had the patience in me. Uh, I, I, I don't think I had the patience in me at the time. In fact, uh, it was only after the release of Dark Souls 3 uh, that I went back and beat Dark Souls 2. Since then, I've beaten the rest of the games, uh, but have been unable to replicate that high of Dark Souls 2. I know that you are both DS2 boys, uh, but I can't help but wonder if I've shot myself in the foot with my play order. The NPC quests are a hassle, but I really do love the spoke structure of the game, and it's uh, it's the one game in the series that I've consistently replayed. No, Bloodborne, get back in the corner with your single playthrough where you belong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A friend of mine uh, and I also occasionally run through the game, passing the controller on deaths uh, and use the downtime as an excuse to vent about work, life, etc. That sounds fun.
2: Yeah, that's cute. (laughs) Uh,
1: Without too much exaggeration, I do think the DS2 uh, has been one of the most important games for me personally uh, to come out in the last 10 years, and it kind of sucks to see it so arbitrarily dismissed by some people. Do you guys think uh, that if you shuffled up the order of your play uh, at all, that you would have largely different views uh, compared to those that you have now? Also, in a purely DuckFeed-centric way, your DS2 episodes were what introduced me to your podcast network as a whole. So uh, it also has that going for it. And after BSC passes into the skeleton realm, I'll probably re-listen to those episodes to remember what the game was like pre-Scholar. Listening to you guys uh, across all of your podcasts is probably a big reason why um i (laughs) why i get to have a doctor in front of my name these days um uh, i'd have long since cracked without your soothing tones uh if i ever become a looking glass knight and need some minions you'll be the first two on my list all the best andrew oh Uh, thanks andrew you give us far too much credit for you becoming a doctor (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. i don't know cole i think that we probably from uh doing those tests for them and then the fact that we're licensed by the state to bequeath medical degrees i think yeah. we had a small part in it yeah uh, i just mean, like the
1: idea that the state bestows the power for uh for like random people to knight people as doctors
0: yeah. it's like a citizen's I mean, arrest
1: but positive yeah. i mean that's not really any different from being a notary oh oh i guess that's true yeah
0: yeah and you can just kind of become a doctor. Like there are those online things. Like, we should start offering doctorates. We make that a Patreon <laughs> stretch goal. Yeah. You can be a reverend. Um, yeah, just,
1: just provide a JPEG of a diploma.
0: Yeah, <laughs> print yourself. Yeah, <laughs> um, like really, really low resolution too.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can, lots <laughs> of, lots of artifacts. Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: stretch out. It's obviously like a scanned diploma that we just wrote in our own stuff.
1: <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea.
0: <laughs> this is a pretty funny idea. Um, the, um yeah so that, so there's a couple different questions here that are kind of interesting um but one of them I want to throw to you Randy just first because yeah, he says yeah. uh it, you know if your play order had been different um, do you think yeah. that would have affected your perspective um you have played you haven't played uh Demon Souls nope have you gotten what uh what else have you played in the series have you actually like gotten through
2: oh I um finished uh, Bloodborne and Dark Souls three all the DLC and everything like everything after D- Dark Souls two I've completed to you know finished to completion yeah so yeah. um yeah uh i, I would say that like like if i you know if i were to go back to demon souls or dark souls now which i i do intend to at some point in my life um it's going to be a different uh it's going to be a different experience um than people who went that way first but uh that's okay um that's the whole point of like life so i i would you know i would definitely not never like regret that yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. you know i, I would say that's just it's just your experience and that's okay and that like that should be a thing that's celebrated rather than um, like regretted or like a source of like embarrassment or shame or anything like that yeah yeah did
0: um did it do you feel like it affected your experience like moving through the uh, i mean i guess you'll know more once you play through dark souls one yeah um so i guess i'll be really curious to see what you think of demon souls and dark souls one once you get there okay i mean I i will follow up yeah, if uh, if it's between if it's before we'll do a follow up on uh one of the after dark things if it's before uh, before the end of the show. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. What did What about us, Cole? Like, what do you think if we had done things differently?
1: I i mean, I can only think of ways that it would be worse. Um, yeah. You know, like if we, you know, if I had started on Bloodborne, it would be very difficult to go to the different pace. You know, even even back to you know something like Dark Souls Three. I think that like it's in there but it is different enough that it would that would mess me up and it, and it kind of did you know it's, it's it's hard to go to and from that um like the only thing that we like the only time that we got out of order in our playthrough is both of us play demon souls after dark souls but like i don't think that diminished my enjoyment of demon souls um playing demon souls first like i i it would have been nice to do that because i would have had more context for the for the connections and stuff between it but i think that those are those are different enough in tone and in presentation uh that it doesn't really to to, to me it didn't harm the experience by doing it the like the second way
0: yeah i I wonder if part of that is because demon souls is kind of a little bit quicker yeah than dark souls like they actually slowed down for dark souls yeah um in terms not just the pace but also in uh uh you know in terms of actual movement speed yes and stuff, so yeah, it's it's real tricky to say. I'm glad I didn't go through backwards. Yeah. Um, like I think that a lot of like the the problems I have with some of the the entries in the series would say the same, but I would notice more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so like you're saying, like the the pace would would bother me, even though like I stand by my general perspective is that like slower is not worse. You know, when it comes to these things, like I like the pace of Dark Souls one, right? It is slower. It would just be, it would just take longer to get
1: used to. Oh, it's, it's the acclimation it's, period as opposed to yes. being like an absolute good or bad, you know? Like it took a while to get used
0: to Bloodborne's pace too,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like if I, if I think yeah. about starting Bloodborne, I was like, man, this is too quick for me. Like there's a long learning curve of that. Yeah. You know, so they all kind of like, if I think about it in those terms, like they all kind of have this learning curve when they're different from one another. Yeah. Um, It's a lot kind of kinder. Yeah, um, this the easiest learning curve was probably from Bloodborne to Dark Souls three because there's less of a difference mm-hmm. um, there and the kind of the the friction points actually happen later, um, which in some ways is worse, right? Because it's like, I'm, you know, I feel like I'm already used to it. And then I start running into the fact that like, oh, these rats are stun locking me. These are encounters that are built around like having a shield.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, it feels like or having a, a meaningful poise rather. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I guess it's kind of hard to tell. Um yeah. there's always gonna be that acclamation point though, and I don't think that's a I think it's important to separate that out from like other just like a general perspective, you know?
1: Yeah. It would be very strange uh to play an entry in this in in the series and then go back or you know, and, and then have the next one be easier.
0: Yeah. But it got it would be well it has to happen. Yeah. or I'm gonna stop playing these fucking games. <laughs> yeah. well,
1: I, guess, I guess I guess that's what I mean. Like it would be yeah. it would be very strange because Dark Souls three is harder than Bloodborne is harder than Dark Souls two is harder than
0: yes. And I think the yeah. Demon
1: Souls and Dark Souls are pretty equivalent actually.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah that was the that was the kind of lateral move I wanted. Yeah. Um, you know I just uh, and then they do the next one and it is. Uh, you know picks up right where the ring city lets off i will stop playing these games like i <laughs> later i'm not uh you know i'm not saying that as like a threat or something but it's like you know i just like that's going to be too frustrating for me you know there is a line right like
1: <laughs> to quote the foo fighters i don't owe you anything yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know it's just like
0: like liking something doesn't mean infinitely liking it
1: right you know Forever. like
0: loving something doesn't mean unconditionally
1: loving it. it's not it. my fucking kid
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it feels like it sometimes. But they've they've gotta do that. And that's why I want them that's why I so desperately do not want Bloodborne 2 uh-huh. and do not want another Souls like. I want them to say, like, okay, let's go back to a first person game or go back into a JRPG or another armored core or do something. <laughs> give me uh,
1: give, give me my third Echo Knight game or my fourth one. Damn it. Totally. Like give me this like go get off this for
0: a second because you guys <laughs> are in an arms race with yourself that can only end in
2: ruin.
1: Uh <laughs> yeah. um, what, what
2: what if they what if they make a frame guide too. Oh man. <laughs> like, uh,
0: that, that's one of, I think that's one of those funny like names. Like whenever I see oh, that on yeah. a
2: big list of from yep. like
0: frame grid. <laughs> uh it's like um yeah. uh not culture brain. Uh what's that what's that? Uh info frames or info uh infograins. Infograms. yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Just one of those weird, like
2: yeah.
0: hard to pronounce uh yeah and yeah. kind it of clings off. But it's a, uh, I I hope that I do get that experience of moving to an easier one. You know, I, I really want that. And that's not exactly the answer that, that where the question was asked, but like that it would be the way it was different.
1: Yeah. You know? I mean, I think, so, the,
2: I think the answer to the question is, yes, of course, it would affect your play playthrough, but in a way that is only good because it's unique. Yeah. And yeah. that's the whole point of experiencing things is to have an experience with them. Yep. 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 yep.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to uh, who is this? Is this
1: me or this? This would be Randy.
0: Randy. Do you want to read uh, Samuel
2: Bear? <laughs> All right. Samuel Bear writes, just wanted to share my favorite moment of emergent online gameplay in the Soul series. A couple of months ago, I finally got around to playing Scholar the First Sin. While I was clearing out the dragon shrine, I was invaded by the fashion police. As my character wears the Llewellyn set with the traveling merchant hat, I think he is very fashionable, and I stopped to be appraised. I was then backstabbed, as this was an invader impersonating the fashion police. <laughs> this experience only solidified my love of Dark Souls 2. One of these days I may actually beat those last two DLC areas.
0: We only talked a little bit about um the uh, uh the kind of like goofy theme invading mm-hmm. and stuff, which is at peak. Yeah. Like not only is uh PvP at peak in Dark Souls 2, which like it's kind of a shame for doing this retrospective having, you know, none of us like caring too much about it. Um right. but it's like that's you know, this is the peak, this is the PvP scene, but it also because of that this is where like the goofy gimmick pvp stuff happens yeah. like fashion police is a very famous dark souls 2 pvp video thing where yeah. uh you know if, for people who are listening who don't know like somebody invades their name is the fashion police they look at what you're wearing they give you a gesture that's like approval or disapproval and then drop equipment that would look better <laughs> um which is so good that this game allows for that kind of emergent goofiness
1: yeah.
2: it's very good
0: yeah. uh And just like all kinds of, you know, that nobody suspects the butterfly thing that I was referencing before, like weird (laughs) butterfly, like jumps from across the map, you know, um, drop attacks from like way, way further than you should be able to do it. Like weird things like that, like all the kind of comedy uh, stuff is was at its peak in this. There's a lot of good stuff for Dark Souls three as well, uh, because Dark Souls three has like a way larger player base, but general PvP and that goofs hit its peak here.
2: Yeah. Yes.
1: And uh, I'm always going to love
2: Yeah, the, the Dark Souls community being cute and good is always a thumbs up in my book. Totally, uh, it is it is absolutely a fave.
0: Um, yeah, do we have anything else to say about uh, about that response? No. Thank you for sharing the story, Sam. That's a good story. Yes. Um, I'll go ahead and get us onto the discussion prompts. Uh, the first one from Chase Greenley, who says, "I hit my stride with Dark Souls at a weird time in my life. While I did have an initial try at it, uh, which was stopped by the Capra Demon." I started listening to the show and playing the game when I first moved out, uh, moved out to upstate New York for an internship. It is a beautiful part of the country, but incredibly remote. With the exception of taking my Xbox to the office to get a patch update, I didn't play any of Dark Souls or Demon Souls online for my first playthrough. People talk about the differences between the Soulsborne games, and for me, the biggest difference between the front and back halves of the series is the solitude of the early games. It very much feels like you versus the world, and non-hostile NPCs are to be cherished a feeling I'll always associate with moving to a new city. I don't know if the later games actually have more NPCs or if my return to a more populated area affected my perception, but the worlds do seem to have more of a crowd. Do you think real life events have influenced your views of the games uh, that you have played for the show and how?
1: I mean, it's about, it's about associations. So for me, I, I bought uh, the original dark souls and, um, the day that I found out that I got my job, like the day job that I still you know work, it's being a you know, part time but like it was a really big deal. I had been waiting for so long, looking for a job for so long, ended up being kind of the perfect fit and to celebrate, I decided to spend money i didn't have yet uh, and treat myself to this game that I was only kind of kind of uh suspicious that I might like because I had checked it out for <laughs> I basically rented it and decided nah it's not that great um so for me, like that first run uh you know of uh, of Dark Souls is like tied up with that uh kind of sense of transition for me. I can't say specifically how it you know might have affected my you know my my, my my play but uh yeah that's the, the that that's kind of my story there. Yeah what what about you Randy?
2: Um well uh you know not to get too uh real or whatever but like um I uh was playing Dark Souls two on the PC so it came out I think that was like April or something like late April or whatever. You was, it was slow going early on, um, but so like the majority of my playthrough was in like the summer of 2014, and that was the uh, first anniversary of my uh, mother's passing, and I um was in a real bad way because of that, um, and I think that caused the themes of this game to like resonate a lot more with me, which is probably why they stuck with me for so long, but like that summer is a thing i like like how I felt during that summer and play, like returning. Like going to Dark Souls as like a, as a, a beacon of, of hope in a, in a dark time was a uh, a thing that like really solidified like both that game but like the series in general like as a as a, like a place of comfort overall and uh, that I think that definitely affected my playthrough in, in that in that sense but not necessarily like mechanically or whatever
1: yeah mm-hmm. thank you for sharing
2: yeah, yeah. no problem
0: yeah sorry to hear that about, about your mother
2: yeah, um, thank you
0: the um. Yeah, the, the, we hear about that all the time on the show. Like people who had like a very specific life experience that that affected their 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 playthrough, and like you know this the series has like been with me kind of through you know hardships, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. I kind of uh, I tend to be more analytical about media, you know, than 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 uh, emotional. Like a lot of the time, uh, for better or worse. So a lot of time, like I think about these themes and feel like it's very resonant. And uh, the way that kind of emotionally affects me has less to do with the time and more to be like, okay, this is I agree with this. I'm adding this to my identity. Like this is something that is valuable to me that is also valuable to this game. Yeah. You know, so I'll look at one of these themes like, you know, Dark Souls one or like Demon Souls. That's a big one where it's like I don't remember going through a specific hard time, but I remember having like a really intense resonance with my conclusions. I came to it because it was just like, okay, yep, this is part of me, you know, I'm adding this to myself. Same thing with like the Dark Souls 2 ending, like the Aldia ending. Like, yep, this is this is personally very meaningful to me. Um, and of course, like it hits at, a, at, at good times. They're not specific like good times. I think that like a lot of my uh, game to uh, specific life misery memories yeah. happened when I was much younger uh, than this, but it does <laughs> yeah. help. Like being able to kind of take those things in uh, does help. Yeah. Um, so it's hard for me to point to a very specific one, but it's more about just kind of like, yeah, no this is this is part of me now. Like I've taken this on. Um that's kind of the emotional reaction that I have.
1: Yeah. Dark Souls 2 is always going to be tied up with Gamergate in my mind because mm. um that, you know, like it was the same year that that really broke huge. Like that summer yeah. was kind of a miserable time. Like that,
2: that, that August or whatever. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. it was it was kind of a miserable time because criticism for us being way too positive about this particular game started coming through. Uh, Talk about being compromised, like what do you have to gain by being so easy on this, along with just this huge activation of like really vocally active, you know, shitty parts of the Internet um, alongside us also, you know, making a conscious choice, I think, to include, you know, our own views and reactions to that um, and bring, you know, more political Um, angle to the shows it's not entirely about that we didn't make it entirely about that despite the reviews you might you might have read but uh like for some reason like my relationship with dark souls 2 is tied up with that season and what was happening you know politically online at that time
0: Mm -hmm. it's weird that they they are connected and it's weird that it got connected specifically for us yeah when i think back on it, it is ludicrous (laughs) the idea that somebody thinks like oh we were being nice to dark souls 2 because of some kind of ethical (laughs) <laughs> consideration uh that's bonkers to me yeah. like i its just like wow yeah that that actually did happen though like some people said that yeah which is that's really yeah. something else you know um but yeah they, like that i have that association as well yeah. you know because it's its a weird way and, and people get frustrated when we talk about uh that kind of stuff on the show so i'll keep it brief but like that was a turning point for our interaction with people online yes uh, in for a couple of different reasons, and Dark Souls Two got tied up into that. Like it was because of Dark Souls
2: Two, it was also because of Gamergate political things. Yeah. So. Right. I was just gonna say, like these games take up so much of anyone's time, like it's such a huge chunk of your life that it's like bound to get, like st- like something's bound to stick. You know, it's yeah. gonna catamari some sort of emotion onto it.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it makes sense.
1: It's in a context. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Steve Ritchie writes, uh, who's your guys' favorite Dark Souls YouTuber besides Fatih? Uh, I can't choose between Iron Pineapple or Young Maestro. Young, y- spelled Y-U-N-G. Uh, watching somebody do, doing cosplay PvP uh, and it working out always gives me hope uh, that we won't always be getting smashed by dual-wielding smashulons. Slashulons, rather. Sorry. Very important. Yeah, get it right.
0: Um, <laughs> there's a very different, Um Iron Pineapple's great. Like he's very funny, hmm. um, and he does a, a bunch of comedy stuff. like earlier on, I was going to do a comedy, and Dark Souls like wanted to do a special about that, and uh, realized like it would just be, it'd be I could put together some interviews, but I didn't have anything to say other than just like, "Dark Souls is funny, huh?
1: <laughs> you know,
0: and uh, decided against doing it. Also, the Dark Souls three season was longer and more taxing than we expected, mm-hmm. um, so I didn't really want to extend it. Um, the, uh, but he was uh, on my short list of people to contact about that. Uh, cause he's, you know, he's very funny. Um, they actually, I don't think that their voice comes up, so I don't know the, who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're very good. Um, got it. Uh, who's the other, other guy, um, next level curtain guy who does, uh, the series called next level strats, um, that tend to be just kind of like a minute, minute and a half long kind of like sketches. Like they're not really strategies for what's happening mm-hmm. in the game. They always have some kind of weird thing. Like there's one, the first one I watched, uh, it's written entirely from the perspective of like a guy who's trying to beat one of the dark souls, three bosses while his wife is gone. And he has to take care of his baby. So there's like a baby all the time. And he includes like all these like shifting, you know, the baby to his other arm and things like that, like in the strats while showing what's happening on the screen. And it's really clever. Um, like sketch he's, he's comedy. very funny. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's these little like kind of sketches, which is very cool. Um, wow.
1: <laughs> That's it uh, cool.
0: it's, it's very funny. Like you check, check him out. He's done other, um, other stuff as well. And then uh, Richard Richard's great. Yeah. Um, I can't, can't say enough, you know, enough nice things about Richard. Um, you know, he's, he hasn't done a lot of stuff. He hasn't done anything for dark souls too, as far as I know, but did a lot of dark souls three and a lot of bloodborne things. And, uh, and really like, as far as kind of close up visual perspective. Yeah. Um, he's my favorite.
1: Yeah. Like bloodborne hit at, at like exactly the right time for the exact right person to, you know, who, who had the ambition to go about doing that interpretation. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and, and I used to, I used to watch a lot more. Like my YouTube subscriptions used to be like, I feel like probably like 50% um, kind of souls lore stars. But what kind of happened after, um, especially after dark souls three came out, um, I, you know, not everyone believes this. I pretty much believe that there's not going to be like a smoking gun that makes that fixes any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think that we, what's there to be discovered has been discovered. Um, and what we're seeing in the dark souls lore community is like, you know, to put to, you know, to be grim, like kind of the death
1: throes. Yeah.
0: you know, And it's, it's sad to watch, right? Like, yeah, I, I see these people who like, I know make their living or make part of their living from this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying this in a judgy way, right? Like I'm not saying like, you know, we had the foresight to get out and they didn't like, I totally get it. Yeah, this, I totally understand what they're doing.
1: This was always a side piece. Like we were, all, we came into this pre-diversified
0: totally. And it, and it sucks for them. I have sympathy for it, you know? Yeah. But it's affecting the content in a really interesting way. Um, people are jumping ship to other franchises. People are, like, doing really stretchy kind of things. You know, really um, – so, like, somebody who I like – and this is not me throwing shade. I'm just using them as an example. But uh, Deskay, uh who does, like, a lot of cut content stuff and really cool cut content stuff, mm-hmm. um, is releasing these videos that have, like – you know, it's, it's, a, it's a trickle. Like, the videos come out, but they have, like, one thing in them as opposed to doing, like, here's ten pieces of cool stuff we found – like it, it's a trickle because you know we have to ration, yeah. Because the 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 supply is cut off yeah. for now. People don't know whether there's going to be a new one, and even if I like if they do a new one and it's right off the heels of Ring City and it's like you thought the Ring City was hard, wait until you play you know at Mecha you know Mecca Unite or whatever they want to call the the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if even if that happens and I don't want to play it. I, w- I really want it to happen for these other people. Yeah. Like I want body to be able to keep making videos and, and kind of explain this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I want, you know, Santa Desk to like be able to keep doing this. Right. Like this cottage industry that sprung up around the series is valuable and cool. And for the most part has been very like sweet and good to us. Yes. Um, and I, I want the best for them. Yeah. You so know? hopefully,
1: hopefully the tide comes back in.
0: Yeah. Even if it ends up not being my tide. You know, I still want the tide to come back in for them, yeah. very much so. Yeah.
2: No, sorry. I mean, I kind of I feel like I kind of monopolized that mm-hmm. answer. I mm-hmm. apologize. That's fine.
1: No, fine. no. Randy, do you have any uh any pro follows?
2: Um. Well, I, I I'm not a I'm not a big uh you know YouTube citizen or whatever, but I want to give a shout out to um I believe their name is Moon. They go under Moonlight Moonlight Butterfly. They mm-hmm. uh, do like kind of like narrative cuts of like the entire stories of these games. Um, and it's like really cool. Like, like, like I enjoyed watching them, and it would probably be my first choice for someone who's like, who like, if I wanted to show somebody like what those games are about without having to expose them to the game itself, it would be like the best way to do it, at least in my opinion. But like, yeah, they, I believe they, their username is Moonlight Butterfly. And they do like, um, like basically like the story of Dark Souls One, Dark Souls Two, Bloodborne, and it's just like you know a four-hour, like three-hour, like feature-length thing made of both cutscenes and also like. Camera, camera manipulation stuff.
1: Yeah,
2: and it will like, it'll like, um, they'll make scenes like, well, they'll they'll take like dialogue the characters say and recontextualize it to like, you know, show, uh, um, what's his name, uh, uh, Sigmire, uh, Sigmire talking to his daughter and stuff. You know, it's like, it, it's cool. It's really cool. Yeah. These little story
0: if, versions of them.
2: Yeah, yeah, like cinematic. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It basically just makes like feature length versions of the narratives of these games, and it's really cool. mm-hmm
1: yeah um i don't do as much you know n- never did as much uh youtube following as gary does most of the stuff was either preparing uh you know for a guest to come on you know understanding what they um kind of what their what their deal was <laughs> what kind of work they do um or if something was brought to our attention uh want to bring up two people uh tetramantis on their kind of listicles of stuff you might not have noticed about uh dark souls stuff um you know the top then so and so about about uh Souls is something that you know even Bati does, but I think Tetramantis does really good uh versions of that. Um, additionally, like I I have no idea what their what their main. I think that's Terramantis. Mantis. Ter- terramantis Oh yeah terramantis. yeah, terramantis There we go. Yeah.
0: Sorry, to, I I had to verify. So yeah, yeah. I had, I Don't feel bad. I had I had to double check.
1: Yeah, I just <laughs> Tetraman-
2: Tetramantis is my favorite barbershop quartet made of Mantis- <laughs> <Yeah>. mantises. <laughs>
0: It's 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 the 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 for for Zorak. (laughs) Oh, beats stole my heart. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Um, I'm
1: all in for Zorak. This is uh, a, like, this is a person, this other one is a person who doesn't uh, do an awful lot of, like, soul stuff, but has made uh, kind of something I think is really amazing. Uh, It's Erotic Fishcake, uh, who does some some general gaming things, but they have a playlist where they've gone in and just recorded the ambient sounds from areas in Dark Souls 1. Mm. So if you just do um, a search for Dark Souls ambient sounds, you can just have that up and playing in your house.
2: That's fantastic. That's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or playing, while, playing while you work. Like, um, I'll admit I've used some of those to kind of reconstruct the soundscape for the opening quotes. Mm. Yeah, Yeah.
0: And th- those kind yeah. of like, I love those like very valuable yeah. services. Even the people yeah. who just go through and do all the dialogue. Uh huh.
2: Um, that's very, yeah. very valuable. Yeah. The, uh, the Skyrim ambience track on the soundtrack is the best track on that soundtrack. Nice. Totally. I also want to yeah. give a shout out to the, um, how to beat Dark Souls two bosses video. Oh, oh my god. God damn it. Yeah, magma yeah. mansion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like just I mean we we we, we, we said her authority the royal rat yeah. over and over uh, and uh, that's we did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, but just like, that like that's that boss's name.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, yes, authority. Oh, you mean the ro- the royal rat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: authority the royal rat. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um <laughs> that on um, that YouTube channel is very interesting because it's like half those very funny uh parodies and then half like mm-hmm. pretty straight laced retrospectives. Oh. That are like good but not like as sublime as the like how to be the bosses there's a really good one for shovel knight as well Ooh, yeah. maybe maybe i have two editors yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, but totally but i think that's actually the case i think there's two people working on the channel yeah so i want to give a, a quick shout out to a couple people who have done a kind of long form analyses of, of this um matthew matosis who did um has done a demon souls a dark souls and dark souls 2 one um Joseph Anderson, who has done a Dark Souls, uh, done a bunch of these. These people do these kind of long form uh, things. And then uh, H. Bomber guy who's done one. And none of them are perfect, right? Like, so you look at um, Joseph Anderson, like doesn't care about the story of these games. Mm -hmm. Like he just doesn't. So he just kind of doesn't include them. And there are things that are only good, but you can consider the context. And, uh, you know, H. Bomber guy's thing is not, it's like largely in response to Matthew Matosis's thing, which is not, like I disagree with a lot of Matthew Matosis's thing. Like there's this whole thing about how, uh, if you have to not lock on, it's bad. Mm. It's like, well, that's how you get through some encounters. Right. Um, but all three of them are interesting. So if like your YouTube, if you want to watch something longer, um, they tend to be about an hour long. Um, but they're really nice to have on in the background while you play something different or like clean the house or something like that. Like treat them like a podcast. Yeah. And all three of those are really good.
1: Yeah. H bomber guys, a pro subscribe.
0: He's, he's, I mean, he's so much, he's good at game stuff, but he's so much better at dunking on all right. Shit <laughs> Yep. Like it is like it is very, very fun to watch him just like tear apart, you know, any of these
2: these pieces of shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Randy, what does Paul say? Paul writes, I have a friend that I think might like the Souls games, but he told me he kind of bounced off of them when he briefly played them a few years ago. I know you can't make somebody fall in love with a game, but what would be the best way to reintroduce them? Watch them play and give advice. Have him watch me play. Arrange some co-op. What's the best? game to start with any specific suggestions hopefully it'll be fun for the both of us
1: Well, just explain um that a man on the internet has a theory that uh part of accepting souls is rejecting souls initially say that hey this is waiting dormant in your spine um and all it takes is you know one little thing that'll push you over and it'll be your favorite thing in the entire world just explain that there you S- go say your friend cole sent him <laughs> the um i think that if you so if you don't do that if you don't follow that, that
0: <laughs> advice. Um, it's really important to kind of uh separate out souls from souls culture.
2: Yep.
0: To anybody? Yes. Like there was that, that tweet that went around that I I retweeted that like some people were taking, you know, not getting the gist of, or it was like the the shirt, the front of it was like I didn't beat Dark Souls, because it was parroting a shirt that said I beat Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. And the back was this long paragraph where it's like, you know, Dark Souls has a series of design problems that the community refuses to engage with <laughs> due to, you know, because of uh this kind of the idea of machismo and like and that's, like, 100% true, right? Like, mm-hmm. right. people, you know, uh, we talked about that in the Bloodborne episode. I think that's that's true, even of the series, even though entries I love. Like, I love Dark Souls. Like, depending on the day you ask, it is my favorite video game, the mm-hmm. first one. It does have problems. And don't, uh, there's this weird way that talking about those problems or acknowledging they exist has become taboo yep. uh, in the community. Like, no, you just have to get good. Like, and that's so reductive. Yeah. Like, even if you don't like that because it's, like, macho and shitty, it doesn't help. Um, so out of those things you mentioned, Paul, like hang out, like make sure you explain that. That's not really, it's not as hard as like it's being made out to be. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you need help. It doesn't matter if you need uh, to summon. It doesn't matter if you have to cheese a boss. And then I think out of those things, like hanging out with them while they play. So kind of being there for, for hands, kind of watching and seeing like, you know, where they might need, you know, like actually, you know what, save up and get the heater shield in the undead parish. It'll make a big difference you know, you can give those kind of like little hints that don't break the game. They're very useful. I think that would probably help,
1: you know? Yeah. Uh, Randy, do you have any pro tips?
2: Um. Yeah, I would, yeah. Kind of just like not only, you know, along the same lines of like, yeah, dis- disengage from the community, but also like, especially in the sense of like, if you are having trouble with anything, like do not hesitate to summon in people, like mm-hmm. just engage with that system. Like it's there for a reason. Yeah. Like, and depending on which game they're playing, like I would argue that some of the encounters are designed for that to have two people in there, like to pull aggro and stuff. Yeah. So like um, explain yeah, that and, system
1: to them, you know, because it's yeah. not, it's not there, you know, out of the box.
2: Yeah. Explain that, um, putting your sign down and getting summoned in to help someone with a boss is a no risk situation for you. It is just like free souls. And depending on the game you're playing, like you, you get your humanity or whatever, like or your Ember, you know, like it, like that is a great way to get souls and experience on bosses. Like, Hey, like let someone summon you in. You kind of get like a, you know, a free preview of the thing. Like that's totally okay. And valid.
1: Yeah.
0: And and if I can but, say something that, uh, the most cynical person in the world could say is, uh, is cynical itself, but I don't mean it as such. Um, you know, our like, and you know, God, it costs money to do this. Our community is so good mm-hmm. for this. And I'm not saying that as a brag, like, the dark souls people that we have like specifically in our Slack channel are the sweetest, most helpful people in the world where it's like 2 AM and you're like, I can't beat this boss and someone will pop on and help you. And you can ask questions and like people are not judgmental because we don't allow it. Right. Like, you know, somebody's going to be a dick about dark souls. Like don't get to, don't get to post there. Right. (laughs) So like it is a good place to find people who are not a dick about dark souls. And like it costs money to join that community. It's part of our Patreon. That'd be a hard sell for your buddy. But like, just letting you know that if like if you you know end up needing help or if they get kinda into it, mm-hmm. um and like listening to Bonfire Side Chat isn't a bad mood either. Like listening to the first couple episodes of any area um can help. Like those basics episodes that we do, like we explain summoning in humanity mm-hmm. um in a way the game doesn't. Um if they decide they like that, like our community is actually extremely good for help. Yes. Um so yeah. take that with a grain of salt because I understand we profit from that, but it is true.
1: Yeah. Um and I would mostly just be like stuff around that, like, don't make it a chore. Uh, you know, you can't force somebody to like something that they don't like. Um, but, you know, try and frame it up as, you know, a little bit of an act of generosity. Hey, this thing is important to me. I really think you would like it. You know, you know, your friend, you, you know, you you know, if that's going to be true um, and uh, set it up and say like, hey, let's give it another shot, but I'll drop it after this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't push them either. That's a quick way to like resentment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, make, yeah it, so
1: make, the, it, make it something you do together. Uh, people, people telling a, me to, to play a game
0: like <laughs> nothing gets on, gets my goat quicker than that. Yeah, make, you know? make an
2: event about it. You know, <laughs> yeah. do, you, do that thing. <laughs> the other, um, the other. Uh, Readers, said you know, like how they go back and forth, like that's a fine way to do it too. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a, that's a great way to do it because they'll see you play and then they'll give it a shot. Yeah, you know, if it's a they'll, they'll tap into a little bit of that little kid brain that like yeah. watches your cousin play a game and you're like, I could, I could do
1: that. Yeah, I want to yeah. play. And, you know. and and if you know, if you're doing somebody else's solar fuel run, it's kind of like playing horse.
2: Yeah, yeah. You just oh. you know get a bucket of snacks or whatever. <laughs> Make sure you wipe your hands before you use the controller. Yeah, get, get, get yourself get yourself a
0: buffalo bucket full of, full of uh, you know delicious uh, delicious buffalo wings, shrimp, and just uh, pass them on back. Yeah, <laughs> just shrimps, shrimps, white wine. Get get all the grossest foods that you don't want on your controller.
1: Right,
0: mm-hmm. loose pimento cheese.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> just, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like it's like a champagne bottle in ice, but instead of a champagne bottle it's your controller, and instead of ice, it's shrimp.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. then just, uh, you know, lick it Dark Souls, yeah. Yeah, then. then, (laughs) And then then the real Dark
2: Souls begins here. Yeah. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah, then then you get good at eating (laughs) eating so many shrimps. Um, These shrimps will get good once we uh, saute them (laughs) in lemon and garlic. And then they will get good after we marinate them. Um, So dumb. Who who is next?
1: I believe it's you, Gary.
0: All right. Uh, Mitchell Stemple says. Is there anything that you have pulled from these games or the series that has affected your personal philosophies or more broadly, is there any way that they've impacted your real life outside of the podcast? Uh, thanks for the great times I've had listening and looking forward to seeing you on the other side uh, of Dart uh, WAF 2.0 dream, dream, drop distance. Uh, I, I forgot about dream drop distance. So thank you for reminding me of that. Uh, appendix uh you know subtitle
1: Yep. oh my god that's an actual thing fuck it
0: did dude if you you, like there could be like if it was worth playing a kingdom hearts game like kingdom hearts (laughs) would be a great object suffering because it's like those games uh do a lot of things i think are uh pretty unforgivably dumb
1: yeah no i just uh, with a totally straight face Like, i only have experience with the first one yeah is that such a dumb name
0: (laughs) it's uh it's pretty rough 358 divided by two days.
2: Yeah. Um yeah, so, a yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool in my book. I don't know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like two. It's like uh, salty ass wizard duck. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
0: um the uh, yeah, so I mean like I talked about this a little bit uh in uh in Cheese's
1: mm-hmm.
0: answer, right? Like there are things that I've I've pulled from this kind of philosophically.
1: Yeah.
0: Um you know, like I, I, I do think that, you know, there, there are things that like I probably was aware of on some level, but I think that you know, Dark Souls One, at the very least, like does have this element about being, um, you know, about like the more that I, I kind of get older, the more I think about it. As opposed to Demon Souls, where I think it's you know kind of about maybe sometimes the world is not worth saving. Mm-hmm. I think Dark Souls One is about like just because a gain is temporary, like it might still be worth doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, you know, that whole uh, reframing Artorius of the Abyss, like seeing that the Abyss is how nasty it is. Yeah. You know, and that's not true for the entire series. Like it doesn't play in the grander cosmology of the, the series, because I think other games kind of make an argument that the Abyss is, you know, the natural order and is a way to go specifically three. Right. Um, But in one, like this idea that like, yeah, maybe if we kick the can down the road, we're going to get there anyway. But like there's real gains to be had. Like people will suffer less. Right. Um, you know, there's a little bit of that in there and that's something that like I take to heart and comes up is like surprisingly relevant in terms of like politics.
1: Yes. Today. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's remarkable how you've come around to a more optimistic read on that because that was one of our first, you know, not, not one of our first big fights, but like that was a, that was a major bone of contention in that season.
0: It's, it's a way bigger one in, in Demon's Souls. Yeah. I like, specifically remember the last episode of Demon's Souls. Like, I don't think that cause I'm, I'm way darker on Demon's Souls than Dark Souls one. Um, I think Demon Souls does more of a job of showing that the world is not worth it. Yeah, like it is a it is a horror show left and right. Like there's a place where that's like dedicated to throwing babies in a swamp. <laughs> like that world yeah, that, is not worth saving. Yeah,
2: it is. It's is yeah. very much like J horror all the way down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: Demon Souls, like, you should not link the fire. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. like humans are worthless. The world is worthless. Get rid of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But, uh, but I think um, it's yeah. more
0: arguable. Souls. Yeah. Uh, how about how about you, Randy?
2: Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, you know, back going on to the theme of Dark Souls too about you know hope being this. Uh, you know, this, this, this like ever present force, um, and driving people to, you know, engage their, you know, emotions and actualize them and all that. Like, it definitely, um, has that sort of resonance for me. Like, uh, it, um, well, it, 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 you know, like, like I mentioned earlier, like it came out of you know a rough time in my life and, uh, basically like, coming to that to like the conclusion of like you know like you know this two will pass and all that and it's like just if you find yourself on a cliff face just look for the nearest handhold and like if you can do at least that like you'll you're, like that's that's you know one less thing you know that's that that is that's that is progress yeah and uh like the the philosophy is like to cherish the handhold not necessarily the top of the cliff like like spend like you know not to like you know look look too forward to the future like look at like the gains you can make look at like the blessings you do have and Mm -hmm. you know don't get lost in you know like you know don't miss the forest for the trees and all that and all that you
0: know yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely um you know and then and that's a a a real big part of like scientifically what it means to be happy too is that kind of gratitude piece yeah, you know, and that kind of like figuring out what you have control of. A good person to talk about this with, and if people don't listen to this, um, is uh, Twin Humanities, like talking to CJ. Yes. As, oh, Dark Souls too. Yes. He, yes. you know, he is a, uh, um, as a you know, as emotionally affected by it as anyone, and is uh, has a lot yeah. to say on this topic. Yes.
2: Yeah, I, I was going to say actually, yeah, like CJ is like not just about Dark Souls, but just like his like the inter- same thing with uh, Scott Benson too. I think like his um, like their takes on these games resonate a lot with my own. Hmm. In mm-hmm. In, a, in a way that like. Yeah, these games are about finding hope and looking like like holding on to it or looking for it when you don't have it like in in your immediate, you know, uh, vicinity, you know, just, it's all about like finding the next stone to step on. Yeah. 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 And and loving the stone. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um so prior to uh getting into Souls, I had found uh mindfulness as a strategy for um uh anxiety management you know mm-hmm. yes because um, that's something i've dealt with and you know just kind mm-hmm. of like yep. learning about like basic oh, you know, just watch your breath like it's really simple it doesn't have to have a lot of bullshit assigned to it you don't have to take hours every day just you know here are some strategies and things and you know like it's a joke like oh you know joking about the cycle of samsara or whatever you know early on in the run of the show and you know early on in the network but like that's very much where my head was at, at the time and so going into dark souls and like having that kind of epiphany moment where i realized oh i just lost a whole bunch of i I just lost a whole bunch of souls well no sense being angry like that presence or just like that the you know mutability of everything um understanding like like getting this amazing example of you know that concept you know of you know the moments uh you know so strongly expressed in mechanics was like a huge huge moment for me and so like it's something that i brought to it um you know, like from, from outside. Uh, however, it was definitely amplified, um, you know, by playing Dark Souls and, you know, managing my relationship to loss and attachment.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, it, I think it, it's just another bullet point on the, on the list of like why or how Dark Souls, you know, finds your weakness, you know, like, like it makes you confront those things about yourself mm-hmm. in a very, very like real way. And yeah, like I too was, I learned a great deal of mindfulness over the past like three or four games, you know, mm-hmm. just like just learning to move on from, from like inconsequential things and <laughs> learning which things are, you know, important. Yeah.
0: a yeah. I was going to say, it's kind of like an, a stoicism enforcement.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I was, know, yeah like, and I was going to say, yeah, like an emotional triage, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> like it, it, it forces you to grapple with the, um, you know, and i talked about this like a lot philosophically and like other shows on the network where you talk about our feelings more, but mm-hmm. like as much as I am not a uh, uh, religious person, you know, that like the whole, the AA, you know, grant me the, um, or I'm not also not an alcoholic, uh, grant me <laughs> the, the wisdom to know the difference between, you yeah. know, what I can control and what I can't. Serenity prayer. Um, yeah. yeah, the serenity prayer, which I I think is one of the best pieces of wisdom, uh, just period that exists, mm-hmm. right? Like the, uh, and that's kind of what happens with this is it's, you know, you, you get to that point, you lose everything. Um, you can't do anything about that now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you have to move on. Uh, how you move on is what matters. You yes. know, it's not, uh, what to do. You know, it's, it's not what you did. It's what you can do now because that's in the past. That's quarantined. It's gone. Yep. Uh,
2: move Into on. It, yeah. Yep. It's, yeah. um, you know it's how you manage um, anxiety and depression and things like that. It's yeah, yeah it's a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's there's there. a
0: lot, a lot to that. And it's, a lot of it is wrapped up in, in souls for sure. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Significant. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Chris Iglesias writes: uh, If you were playing the games for fun instead of for work, would you have been compelled to go through the DLCs after finishing the base games? Do you think the current DLC model for expansion content is a good fit for the Souls series?
0: Um, yeah, it's a good it's a good question. Um, it's hard to say because like only in the last game did I not like
1: the DLCs. Right. So if they keep on withing like that, it'll become. Yeah, you know, I'd probably still buy it and try it, you know, just to see because you know sometimes you can only believe your own eyes in your own hands, you know. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, like I probably wouldn't have um, played through all of the Ring City, um, or I maybe wouldn't have done it uh as uh, quickly as I did if I wasn't you know if I didn't have the the gun of a deadline pointed at me. But all the other DLC I think is you know phenomenal. I think is a really good fit because you know it is so expansive.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the DLC model is actually very good if you you know, if you take the aggregate quality of the DLCs, you know, or like you ignore the quality of them. That's not really the question. It's like how they're doing it. Right. Um, you know, they, they've generally expanded on and really helped with the uh the main game and kind of recontextualized it in a good way. Again, accepting the Dark Souls three ones. Right. Um, so the uh I think that is a good model mm-hmm. for it. Like give you the story, then give you something that kind of like makes you see the story in a new light.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah You know like <laughs> it's funny you give you give us you know or you give me too much credit for like the show being the impetus to go and do things that are onerous like even the show was not going to be enough to make me go beat the twin pets in uh you know frozen lm lois <laughs> yeah like, I would get to them and I'm like okay I see this this is some bullshit I'm not actually gonna do this
0: uh,
1: yeah yeah um and I I end up doing it
0: the first time but dark soul you know again uh Ring City. Uh, I didn't beat that dragon. It's mm. the only Dark Souls boss I haven't beaten and will remain so
1: yeah.
0: for eternity. Um so the uh it's uh the show did not stop it, it did not stop that yeah. from happening. Well,
1: hey, you make a company if they release another game that is like that.
0: Yeah, that that's that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. How about do you have I mean I guess you're not on the show, Randy, but um do you feel the impetus to like play through in Souls or generally like content that uh is kind of onerous? Um, do you feel the, the need to kind of push yourself through? Um,
2: I would say more often than not. Yes. I think I, uh, and this goes back to like, you know, learning to place value in the proper things. I think I sometimes value completionist, like like being complete, uh, a mm-hmm. little too high sometimes, but I definitely have like a breaking point. Like, like, you know, there are certain things where it's like, okay, I'm just not going to do that. That's what, and that's okay. Um, but, uh, I definitely do, um, you know, I, I do uh. You do kind of push wait. yourself. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I uh, yeah. Like I sometimes you get myself into a a, a bad headspace sometimes, and like as soon as I can recognize that I have you know done that is that's usually when my my breaking point is because it's like okay no this is this is not helpful. <laughs> yeah. This is not add- sure. this is not additive for me or like you know it's it's not fair to anybody involved.
1: <laughs> <laughs> why are you still playing this? Because fuck this that why.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it basically when, it, when my answer becomes that it says okay, I am going to do something else.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm running into that um right now I'm playing Prey. Oh yeah. Uh and it, it has this weapon, this glue gun that allows you to kind of create blocks more or less. Mm-hmm. And there are places that I feel like you're not meant to get to uh through these little jumping things, but you can. And I've yep. been so stupidly uh it's also very nonlinear, so I've been so stupidly like uh stubborn. About making these like jumping puzzle things work just Mm -hmm. because I know it's possible or fighting, you know, oh, there's two of these things that are very hard on their own at once. Like, I'm probably supposed to come back. But what if I do X, Y, Z and use up all of my resources? Can I actually beat them? (laughs) And uh, the answer is always yes, but it takes a lot of tries. And like, I'm not complaining about it. It ends up being kind of heavenly. But like, it's a it's very funny. It's the same kind of thing. Like, you don't get. Yeah, I'm sure
2: sure the designers would love like they would love to hear that. Yeah, like I'm sure they, they, they hear that and go, oh, yes, thank you. Yeah. Yep, yep. But yeah, how many elevator shafts have you climbed with that, like, glue basketball n- gun?
0: Not n- n- none yet, because I'm still very early on. I'm being, like, very slow-paced and thorough.
1: Randy, what does uh, what does Viginti say?
2: Uh, Viginti writes, The favorite child debates so often come down to which game in the series a person played first. So, imagining a situation wherein you were hit on the head by a large anvil, perhaps as part of a Jeremy Greer scheme, and lost all memory of the series, retaining just <laughs> a vague idea that they were awesome, which game would you replay first? would it be uh which would be the best introduction and which would be the most special to a naive newcomer um it, it's really hard
0: to say because i only have my experience you know playing dark souls before i played anything else and that's yeah. by far you know my favorite experience yeah. that i've had because it was all new i didn't know games could play that way yeah uh you know and 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 it was super important so like i guess i would i would want that again yeah um you know, and and even looking back with at least a little bit of objectivity, like I still think that's my favorite one. I think it's the most successful at the most things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that the the perfect healing and the, the perfect world design uh, is a one-two punch that I can't get away from. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I can't argue with that. So I still want that for the first time. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, just because of my tendencies, I would like to uh, have everything wiped out and play demons first. Mm-hmm. Just for chronology's sake yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah I, suppose uh, if, yeah, if I, yeah I suppose if i had the opportunity i would probably just uh yeah just start, start from the beginning just because of the, that fits better into my into the you know the the holes inside my brain like there's, <laughs> it, you know it, it, it that like arbitrary order makes more sense to me it's like oh this is the way they were made so i get to see like a sort of progression or whatever but yeah, yeah. it's just you know honestly like um th- you know i'm assuming this is assuming that uh accessibility isn't an issue in terms of like access to the games. Right. right. Cause like, you know, if uh, a naive newcomer doesn't have a PS three, then like, I wouldn't tell him like, no, you asshole. You had to go play demon <laughs> souls first. Go get a PS three. Right. Like, but assuming, you know, accessibility isn't an issue. I, I would probably also just say just, you know, it's, it's start at the beginning.
1: Yeah. Or wait three years for PS three emulation to make it possible.
2: Yeah. which Yeah. Which will be
0: not too, uh, not too long from now. Yeah. 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 That would be nice. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's coming.
0: <laughs> Who um, knows how the it, servers uh, are going to work, though. <laughs> well, that that's true. Well, you need um, you, an enter,
2: you know, enter, enterprising, you know, yeah, group of computer folk. Yeah, just spoof it. So, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, spoof it. Just hack the hack the net, overclock it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is this uh, is this me?
1: Uh yes, it is.
0: Uh, Eric placents, uh, says, uh, and we're in the just fun. And these are, these are fun questions, um, or depressing okay? questions, depending. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, you know, I've been better. Like uh, my, my back is, is literally trying to yeah. kill me. So, mm-hmm. um, my back is trying to front stab me. Um, Eric says, uh, Dark Souls was a game I picked up on a whim, knowing full well that I typically play games for a while and then quit before finishing. I ended up beating the game and replaying it several times, pre-order, pre-ordering Dark Souls 2, finishing that, and replaying it over and over. And finally, before diving into Bloodborne, I discovered Bonfireside Chat, and I'm so glad to be a part of this community as a result. Uh, thank you for accompanying me through these games, and I look forward to walking through many more games with you in the future via WAF, uh, colon, integrity and faithlessness. I added the applet. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> the, um, this was, this was, this was not uh this is not a question. This is just somebody taken, but we don't usually read these, um, yeah. but we are doing it for the victory lap season. Cause we're saying goodbye. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Thank Eric. you for
1: being a part of our community. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for all your contributions.
0: Yeah. Eric's great. Yeah. Um, huge help when we did, um, for watch out fireballs, we did doom too. Mm-hmm. Eric is a doom scholar. Yes. Uh, so, and I, I don't say that lightly. Like he knows a lot about those games. Uh, yes. same thing with team fortress too. Oh my gosh. He was um, so helpful did that. for that yeah um so yeah eric, eric knows his shit um it was really uh appreciated yeah to that help real young guy too
1: i didn't realize that
0: oh yeah he's a baby
1: <laughs> not he's calling a- him out like not, not blowing up his spot i just didn't okay. realize he was young
0: yeah it's okay it's our our audience tends to skew roughly around our age right or, or between our ages or a little bit younger but he's a little mm-hmm. bit younger than that yeah that's quite all right um, um
1: yeah edward writes uh, guys, it's so great that you have made it this far. I hope this feels like a true celebration. Uh, you foster an environment that made me return to the Souls series. I thought I would just breeze through bonfire side chat as a late adopter, filling in the blanks of souls vicariously. Now I own everything related to the series post demons, uh, including the rash of souls likes recently. Thank you for changing how I look at games and thank you for giving us a community that stretches past our hobbies. Well, thank you, Edward. Yeah. Sorry, sorry about this, Randy. This
0: is just the part that's no questions. It's just no, <laughs> People being nice and, and it's just uh you know. I wish somebody had written and said something nice about you too, and then we yeah. yeah. ah, they didn't well, know they didn't know you were gonna be they on the show. That later.
2: They can do that later on twitter.com.
0: Oh that's one hundred percent true. Like you can uh Rivaldi twenty two at Rivaldi twenty yes. two um on Twitter yeah, remembered. So nice I did. Um the uh yeah, so uh yeah, thanks Edward. Um, you know, it's very, very important to us that uh you know, the community uh aspect of this. Yeah, that's very, very important. And people, you know, it's uh, managing a community like this has been not a part, uh, not a job that I ever thought that I would, you know, we would have. Right. Mm I think I can speak for Cole. That's not like something that we thought would be part of our life trajectories. Right. Um, But the uh, the good has so far outweighed the bad, like as much as there have been challenges and there have been kind of frustrations. um, It has been uh, mostly very rewarding.
1: Agreed. Uh Gary, I would recommend you read Tim's. That way we don't have Randy praising just us. Just saying something
0: nice about us. Right. That yeah. somebody
1: else wrote. Sorry, Randy, I just don't want to I think that feels awkward. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'll just sit here in silence and nod.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can pretend like you're listening to the show at home.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I that's what I do. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I've been doing so far. Yeah.
0: Um finally, Tim says, uh I've met and gotten to know some really terrific people, and playing the games alongside the show has really enriched the experience in so many ways. It may sound cliche. But all of it helped me through a rough time in my life, dealing with the loss of someone close to me. So once again, thank you. I can't wait to see what you guys come up with next. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, yeah. There's um we, we talked about this before, but that's like one of my favorite. You know, there's a like the the pantheon of nice things to hear mm-hmm. uh, when people say we've helped us through like a, a specifically rough time or helped them through a specifically rough time. That's very nice to hear. You yes. know, it's it's surreal that we can have that kind of uh, impact. And then I yeah. love it when people say I work a job I hate, mm-hmm. uh, but I go in and I can I can go in and just listen, put in headphones, and not be there. Yeah, um, I love hearing that because it's like I've worked jobs I hate, and you know yep. they suck.
1: Podcasts so, have helped <laughs> me. Yeah, well, uh, nice to and help people yeah. too.
2: Yeah, uh, I can I could say that both of those things uh, with a you know with, with a degree of you know truth to them. You know, help me help me get through a job that I was after for a very long time, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I came I came to the podcast, you know. After having heard about it for a very long time you know i i'd come to it mm-hmm. uh in a another kind of rough part of my life and it was uh it really helped me going and like i i wrote my first response in after a couple of months over on the uh you know the the d l c episode and uh you guys read it and it just like being like participating in that week after week or you know you know biweekly or whatever you however you want to call it like it's, it that was definitely a thing that kept me going in in a lot of different ways and i really appreciate it
0: yeah, really, really happy to help. Yes. And you know, and really like, and we say this at the at the end of all the episodes, it's really true. Like, thank you, like specifically for your support. You know, everybody who yeah. wrote in, you know, who are, who are able part of this, and and you specifically, Randy, like, means a lot, right? Like, like it's it's meaningful to do this stuff. We don't do it because uh, of any financial reason, but that does make a big difference in whether we're able to, yes, you know, to do it. You know, I'm not trying yeah, to turn this yeah, into a sales pitch halfway through I feel no, no. I, halfway through I start feeling pretty like chilly, and I didn't mean to <laughs> I just mean that like I'm trying to say like I'm very touched by people's support, you know, like I appreciate that people are saying that uh we're there for them, but they've been here for us as well yes. yeah um right. I don't want that to be ignored, you know I guess that's part is right. my point yeah, like you know, we're here for each other it's uh we're all a gathering of exiles, <laughs> yeah uh, our own personal Medulla. yeah yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good way to put it, I think. Um, and a good, a nice note to end on, um, yeah, Randy, I already mentioned, uh, your Twitter, uh, handle it's Vivaldi yeah. 22 on Twitter. So yes. people should definitely follow you, uh, on there. That would be, uh, that would be really sweet if people did that. Yeah. yeah. Um, if, uh, if people want to follow us, cool. What's your Twitter handle?
1: My Twitter handle is at Cole Ross. That is K O L E R O S S. Yeah. And Gary, what's uh, your Twitter handle?
0: uh at gary buh g-a-r-y-b-u-h um lots
1: of politics and games yeah on there. yeah m- mine's mostly goofy shit i apologize if i don't like get back to you right away uh twitter is mostly a write-only medium for me so uh if unless uh, a response comes at a time when i'm uh, feeling interactive it may it may end up falling through it's not because i dislike you it's just because of my relationship with social media
0: Nothing wrong with that. Like I could stand to do a little bit more distance and stuff too. Cause it can, it can quickly take over your life. Yeah. The, uh, in, in a way, like I've had like things where it's just like, Oh, like, you know, no being rude, but every, like I'll say something and then like, you know, a bunch of people will respond to it and it gets overwhelming.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, that's not a humble brag or anything. It's not, but it's just the kind of thing where it's like, well, at some point it's like, I can either engage in a variation of the same conversation with 10 different people,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or I can go over here and pet roars and read a book. <laughs> right. which one of these is going to make me less stressed you know <laughs> right. um, that kind no. of thing happens i try to get back to people but yep. it doesn't always happen
2: it's the theme of dark souls too <laughs>
0: <Yeah. It> was, <laughs> exactly i'm grabbing on where is your handhold <laughs> i was hoping he'd be right there because he would uh he would have me out <laughs> um but i think he's, he's under the bed sleeping Aww. um yeah so um if you if you do want to support us we uh we'll be next next week we'll be back next week with our episode about demon souls mm-hmm. uh demon souls really looking forward to that yeah. um and uh, I'm I'm started revisiting it. I started actually playing that yesterday. Oh, me too. And uh, yeah, and I I'm uh, I love that game. So looking forward to it. Um, thank you again, Randy, for sticking around for this long recording session. No problem. And, Thanks uh, for having me. It's great. Yeah, I, I hope it was fun. It
1: was. Um,
0: excellent. Good. 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 Great. And uh yeah, and if you want to support uh if you want to support us, um you can hit us up at patreoncom duckfeedtv. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. We're at we're four hours in, which is about. Um, I, I've been trying to hide it, but I've been in, in pain this entire time because I've got a back problem. Yeah, yeah. Going out. Yeah, yeah. uh, em- I've lost, forgotten how we end these shows.
1: And <laughs> my stomach is killing me, and I I'm, I desperately want that ginger tea that I am. Oh. Uh, yeah.
0: God, I hope this isn't a thing where, like, once the show dies, we die. Oh, yeah. It's like a show. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> <sicker>. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: That's why
2: we're falling apart. Hollow.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going hollow, like, as the show ends, where it's just going to be the two of us. Like, my back is going to fall off. I'm just going to be a front end limbs <laughs>
1: And just you'll be an inverse yeah. Ray, man. Yeah. Just and and in your, your stomach will fall.
0: You'll, you'll be like a, like Hank cotton Hill, but with, with stomach instead of shins, right. Just your nipples right at your hips. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And <laughs> we'll do we'll us or tour us
2: around and two bits of gander. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> walking in circles at the end of uh, undead asylum, dragging your microphone behind you. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And, and,
0: and the value we'll be able to provide is people will get sad when they see it.
2: Um, so like that's,
0: <laughs>
1: Yes, there'll so, be a music swell.
0: Yeah, I carry around a little uh, Bluetooth speaker. Of course. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, so, Gary, oh, I, th- I think you, I think you asked them. Uh, until next time, what should, what should they do?
0: I did ask that. Oh, you did? Uh, oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna
1: gaslight you, friend. Oh. Um, I did ask that. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: <laughs> uh, just remember, there is no path. Umbasa. 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 We all pray that we will have far more soon.